It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. It's a big game for the Cincinnati Bengals and the Kansas City Chiefs. Let's talk about the keys to the Bengals coming out on top. You are Locked On Bengals, your daily Cincinnati Bengals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What up, Bengals fans, and welcome to another episode of the Lockdown Bengals podcast. I'm your host, Jake Lisko. He's your host, James Rapine. Together, we cover your Cincinnati Bengals every day here on the Lockdown Podcast Network. We're free and available everywhere you get your podcasts, where you can follow along, and on YouTube, where you can subscribe to the podcast and join the First Listen Club, regardless of where you get your podcast. Today's episode of Lockdown Bengals is brought to you by Bet Online, who has you covered this season. With more props, odds, and lines than ever before, Bet Online is where the game starts. And James, pivotal game, right? As we're going to talk about many of these games the rest of the way, key, key games for the Cincinnati Bengals team. And, you know, I was looking over at 538, and, and they score games in two different categories to get an overall game quality score essentially or, or watchability score or something and and that combines the quality of the teams for one score and mm-hmm. in that respect this game is a 97 97 out of 100 and importance and this game i think was like a 94 or something on importance so the overall score for the game of quality and importance in terms of playoff seeding and playoff implications and things like that Really high up there. And I remember late last year looking at some of these scores and some of the Bengals games down the stretch having similar quality and importance implications. And here we are looking ahead. It's this one that the Patriots game, the Ravens game, the Bills game, all very similar with really high importance scores and, and varying degrees of quality, but all pretty high quality because the Bengals are a quality team. So it should be a good one this Sunday. It's, it's a huge game and it's a huge game for different reasons now. Because at least the way I look at it for the Bengals, because they went three and zero in November, and when they went three and zero in November, that dug them out of the zero and two start to September. Now they did get a win in September, but it took them three games to do so, and that's where I see them now. Is okay, so now they're on track for the postseason. Now they're on track probably for a wild card spot, maybe the division. We'll see. But what Sunday can do, because I've said a lot on this podcast, oh, well, this is a swing game coming up. And it's because the Bengals put themselves in that position. This isn't a swing game. This isn't going to swing the Bengals from playoff team to not playoff team. I'm not going to feel much different, I don't think, barring something really unforeseen about the Bengals on Monday uh, you know, or after the game on Sunday than I do about them now based on the outcome of the game. And, and, and so, one, that's a, a good position to be in. But – and here's the fun butt, and we might as well start with some positivity. If they do win, if they win and beat the Chiefs, who I think have been the best team in the NFL, beat the Chiefs, who are favored, according to Bet Online at Paycor Stadium on Sunday over Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, and company, assuming Jamar plays and he was limited again on Thursday. If they get that done, 
now suddenly, instead of, all right, well, they're going to go to the playoffs. We'll see if they can make another run. It's, okay, well, who's better? It completely, it, it flips the script. It isn't a swing game. It's a, oh, we've arrived game. And this is where we're at. It's a status game. Are you a playoff team? Are you a contending team? Which both of those I feel like can happen if they lose on Sunday. And, and you could still label them that way, especially if it's a tight game. But if you win it, it's like, okay, who are you picking against? The Bengals. Can they make a run at one of these top seeds? Can they not only win the AFC North for a second straight year, but regardless, because if you beat the Chiefs at home, I get it. They struggle with the Browns, but are you serious? You're telling me you can't beat the Browns at home? You're telling me you can't handle business against the Bills at home? What about the Ravens at home? So I'm just looking at the home games. And so now suddenly, as tough as that schedule is, and it's very, very tough, this is arguably the hardest game and so it's a it's a good barometer but it's also a status game because if they win it it's like oh man you we might be talking about joe burge or mark chase and company being the best team in the nfl so it is a big game for sure yeah and it's certainly big for narrative national perspective i think a lot of things you're talking about are going to be like what other people say how other people react and to me it's it's how the game goes is it a game that comes down to the wire is it a game that doesn't go the way the Browns game went for either side? Now, if the Bengals bl- come out and blow out the Chiefs, <laughs> I, I mean, what are, what what what's the percentage chance of that happening? Th- th- that feels like do, the least likely, right? Doesn't it? I would say probably, but who who knows, right? It, it's certainly. I didn't think the, the Browns were going to blow out the Bengals for for to your point. So yeah, I mean, you never really know, but it seems like that would be pretty unlikely for. Two relatively healthy teams. It's not like either team is missing key, key pieces, and we'll talk about some of those injuries as well. But if if they can play a close game that comes down to the wire again, as they have the last two times these teams have played, you'll know that they can hang with the Chiefs, as they certainly believe in that building, as they showed last year that they could do. And now with these different teams, as both have evolved, as Chris talked about yesterday in the crossover episode, the Chiefs go out and draft guys to deal with the Bills and the Bengals and the AFC, the, the teams they have to go through to get to the Super Bowl, addressing their secondary with a whole bunch of new pieces there. And th- then you feel like you know that about this team. So if you're looking for things to learn, that is something certainly that I'll be looking at. You w- w- will get a good indication here. This is one of the better pass offenses, obviously, that they're going to play. The Bills and the and the... Chiefs are the two top passing offenses are going to play the rest of the year. So a great test for the Chidobe Awuzie Liss secondary. It's a mouthful to add Liss to the end of Awuzie. Probably not the best way to go about that. But anyway, it, it'll be a good test to see how they stand up to the challenge of a Patrick Holmes, Andy Reid, Cheeto Liss. Yeah, that's better. That, that's the way sure. to go. I had time to think about it, though. Yeah. Yeah, that was good. I like that. Uh, yeah, but you, you get what I'm saying here. Like, this is a key yeah. matchup in the game overall. And I, I said yesterday, apparently incorrectly, when I was talking to Chris about the Bengals' ability to play defense matching 12 personnel with nickel, the Chiefs in the last couple of weeks have been a heavy, heavy two-wide receiver team. They're taking the third wide receiver off the field. They do have some injuries. They're both relatively healthy teams when Mikael Hardman is not playing for the Kansas City Chiefs. He's on IR. And in that time, Tony. 
not playing. Kadarius Tony's not practicing still as we record this. Very unlikely to play. Yeah, absolutely. And so because of that, they're going to these two tight end looks a little bit more. The Bengals are probably going to match that with Nichols. So that'll be interesting to watch this week as well as they've been really good there. So uh, some very interesting things to watch when the Bengals defense is on the field, I think, against the Kansas City offense that they held, as I said yesterday, twice to three points in the second half last year. And I imagine that everyone on that Kansas City team is very hyped up for this game. I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure they're they're really hyped up and they should be hyped up. And I actually, as you were describing the defense, I have a theory. A I it's not a prediction, more so a yeah, theory. I think a theory is the the best way to describe it that I want right. to run by you. And okay. we'll see if our listeners agree. And so uh we can do that coming up next. But first a word from Prize Picks. Today's show brought to you by Prize Picks and Daily Fantasy. When you think of Daily Fantasy, you might not think of Prize Picks yet, but you should because Prize Picks is the way Daily Fantasy should be. What you do is you pick two to five players: Patrick Mahomes, Joe Burrow, taking the over on both man because I think it might be a offensive firework show on Sunday. Um, you decide. You look at their projection and you say, "All right, I'm going to take more or less than the projection." All you have to do is beat the prize picks projection. If you do that, if you pick right more or less, boom, you're winning. And it's, like I said, two to five players. You can make entries in 60 seconds or less, and you can do so right now at prizepicks.com or download the prize picks app to play daily fantasy sports. First-time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code locked on. If you deposit $100 prize picks, We'll give you a hundred dollars instant deposit match just like that. So go there now, pricepicks.com or the price picks app and use promo code locked on for an instant deposit match up to 100 bucks today. This is David Harrison of the Locked On Commanders podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Discover. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24 7 US based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. You got a scenario for me, James? You got a a theory? I I have a theory because the reason the Bengals have won the past two games uh, against the Chiefs it come. It, it really came down to, and we know that Joe Burrow is a great quarterback and Patrick Mahomes is a great quarterback. Both teams have great weapons. It came down to Luan Arumo and his defense finding a way to get stops. And you flip it, and the Chiefs, at the end of the game, especially crunch time, cannot. Joe Mixon running through them after the interception, getting into field goal range at Arrowhead. We saw how things went on the goal line uh, in the what week 17 when the Bengals won at Paycor Stadium to, to become AFC North champions for the first time since 2015. Both times, by the way, this calendar year. So they're trying to beat the Chiefs for a third time in a calendar year. Uh, that said, I think if the Bengals win on Sunday, and maybe I'm wrong, maybe I'm shortchanging Luana Rumo, maybe I'm overvaluing the importance of Chidobe Awuzie, or undervaluing what Trey Hendrickson and DJ Reader and, and these guys can do on the defensive line or insert whoever else you want to say on the roster that's going to play a lot of snaps on defense. But I think it's going to be more so because of their offense. I, you mentioned during the crossover about how you, you kind of want to see it 
go the same way the Chiefs and, and Chargers have gone. Uh, Chiefs, Bills, obviously everyone said that was the game of the year and that was really the AFC title game hogwash, but that's what people said last year. The way the offense has performed. I'm not saying the Bengals defense can't get a stop here and there. I'm not saying that because I, I think they're pot, you know certainly capable of doing it. But I think it's less likely and, and kind of unrealistic to expect this Bengals defense now to do what it did last year to this offense. I, I just I, I think this offense for the Chiefs has been harder to stop, and they're they're a little less predictable. They can run it now better than they have in the past. Not that I'm worried about them running it down the Bengals' throats, but they can keep you honest that way. And so, to me, this is sort of about the Bengals' offense. Like, can they exploit that that Chiefs' defense? to drive in and drive out because that might be what they need to do to win. I think it's it's going to be interesting to see what Lou Anarumo brings because last year there was a wrinkle and it clearly caused issues for Patrick Mahomes. And depending on who you listen to, he either melted down or the Bengals defense confused him or, or whatever the narrative was. Mahomes wasn't good in either second half. The, the Chiefs offense and both of those games last year was not good in the second half. In both of those games, they were great in the first half. And that probably can't happen again. 21 points in the AFC Championship game, 28 first-half points for the Chiefs in the regular season before various degrees of comebacks were required by, by the Bengals' offense. It was 28-17 at halftime, and then it was 21-10 at halftime, right? And so the... The interesting thing to me is that it seems like Kansas City has had this game kind of circled on their calendar in some ways in terms of being ready for the the drop eight stuff in particular that was so effective in the playoffs last year. And so the challenge for the defense, and I know we're going to get to the offense here, the challenge for the defense to me is what wrinkle can you throw at Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid that will actually slow them down? Because – yeah. People have been throwing the kitchen sink at this offense for years. And it's proven to be pretty dang difficult to impossible to stop. Yep. It's just a matter of can you get enough stops or interceptions or whatever it is? Can the ball bounce your way in enough ways? The Bengals picked off Mahomes uh, twice in the second half in, in overtime uh, in that playoff game. Obviously, both of those are really big plays. One leads to a touchdown, the other one's to the game leads to the game winning field goal. And so can can you get that again? Can yeah. can you find another answer? Because Kansas City's seen so much. That's such a challenge to me on the defensive side of the ball. So all of that that is to kind of come back to your point and say, well, yeah, can the offense go toe to toe? Because they mm-hmm. might have to if the defense can't do it again. And and you know, shame on me if they fooled me twice and they're gonna do it again. But Three points in the second half again, guys? Come no. on. No. I'll say no, and they can cold take me all day if that's what they do. I mean, it's just unrealistic. By the way, if the Bengals' offense only scores three points in the second half, we're ripping them. Spoiler. Unless they score like 50 in the first half and get the sit burrow for the second half. Mm-hmm. It's a joke. It's not going to happen. Um, you mentioned turnovers. And the, the weird thing about the past few weeks is as good as the Bengals' defense has played. How many turnovers have they forced? Just since the bye. Yeah, they've had some bad it's, luck in that category, it, but yeah, I see what no, you're saying. But, but that's what I'm saying. So it, it, you can look at that one of two ways. Either one, they're bad at forcing turnovers, or two, luck 
is going to, you know, the ball is going to bounce their way and they're going to find a way, right? The, the Traylon Burks, maybe Bates is there this week and, and can get to it. By the way, he couldn't get to that. People were like ripping Bates for not getting that ball. The ball bounced it's, in a certain right. way. Like, yeah, there's no way. No, no way. It, but maybe it does. Maybe it does this week. And so if that happens, like, and I think that's the path to this defense really limiting the Chiefs the, the way they had last year because it limited them, but it's not like the Chiefs didn't score, right? The Chiefs are good offense. They're going to score. But when I, I look at, like, the, the most likely path to victory for the Bengals, it's Jamar Chase comes back. You already have T. Higgins playing like a wide receiver one. Hayden Hurst is playing great and clearly, clearly, is uh, excited to play Mr. Reed, the the safety there for the uh, yeah. I almost said Texans because he was drafted by the Texans um, for the Chiefs, and, and so we'll see. But I, I think this offense does need to be firing on all cylinders, and maybe that isn't now. Maybe that's in the divisional round or in the AFC title game. But I think ultimately to beat this team, this Chiefs team, you're going to have to be able to go toe to toe, and you're going to have to outscore. Mahomes. It's not going to be this, oh, well, our defense is so much better than your defense that it's going to balance out in, in the and end. And it's, it's not, by the way. I, that, that, but it's not but that's what it was last year. Right. I, I know. But but this year, I, I don't even know if that's the case. Like, I think the Kansas City secondary is actually better. And the, the other side of that is I think the Bengals' offense is better. Last year, going into that game against Kansas City, they had scored 22 points against the Chargers when they made that big comeback and then couldn't put it together in the second half. They had scored 23 points against the 49ers when they didn't put the ball in Joe Burrow's hands until it was too late. They had scored 15 points against Denver with the most conservative game plan on the face of the earth because they had no, they, they were supremely confident that Denver wouldn't be able to score on them. And then they put up 41 against the the JV Ravens, which is still hard to do, but like they there was one game there out of their previous four where you felt like this offense is really clicking right now. This year by comparison, they've gone through this major evolution that we talked about, we've talked about quite a bit this week over the course of the year to the point where they're off their their, their running game is efficient right now. Joe Burrow is still playing at an extremely high level. He's been very consistent. He's playing on time. The the trends, I looked at this today, the trends for pressure rate have dropped about 10% from the first four weeks of the season to the recent play of the offensive line. So the offensive line has been better. Joe Burrow taking fewer sacks when he is pressured, that's down about 10% from early in the season, and that's including a massive spike in pressure to sack rate against the Browns when he when – he, turned 50% of those Browns pressures into sacks. So the offense is playing better. They're pass blocking better. Burrow is playing on time. And this is such a key piece for this offense and him playing at a high level. That with the running game playing better, there's a lot of reasons to believe more in this offense this year than last year because they have all these things that are more consistent and, and their early down success rate is better. Their general success rate is better. Plus, they've got this explosive play idea in their back pocket. They've got Joe Burrow being one of the best back shoulder throwers of all time, uh, as JT O'Sullivan would say, in their back pocket. They've got Jamar Chase potentially coming back and adding that explosive element to the offense in their back pocket. They've got all these things that they can add on to their more consistent success. And, and that feels like 
something that you can count on more, right? That's more in the Bengals' control than trying to deal with Patrick Mahomes, right? Yeah, right. They're battle tested to a degree, and they've had to overcome without without certain things. And if if it can all come together now, in time for the stretch we're on, or in time for playing. Like I said, the team that I think Bengals fans are going to hate when I say this. I can't wait for the comments. The, the best team in the NFL up to this point, it, it might hit at the right point. And by the way, you don't want to necessarily be the best team in the NFL week 13. You want to be the best team in the NFL week 19 and 20 and 21 and 22. Yeah. I think 22 is where it ends. Point is, is that's when you want to be the best team anyways. Uh, so we'll see. But it's, it, it's going to be a, an interesting battle. I get to give my prediction, which mm-hmm. I know people are waiting for. And uh, we can put and give our, our finishing thoughts on this matchup coming up next. But this episode of Locked on Bengals is brought to you by Audible. Audible, well, they're releasing a slate of new football podcasts that we know you're going to love. You can find Think Like a Champion now wherever you get your podcast. Think Like a Champion is a brand new podcast from Russell Wilson and Audible. Wilson alongside co-host Harry Wilson and the late Trevor Mowad. Dig into high-performance athletes, artists, leaders that push the boundaries from guys like Von Miller, who who knows, the Bengals, they may see him in the postseason, to Tim Tebow and so many more Olympic medalists, NFL stars, business leaders. Head over to Locked On Presents for a sneak peek of Think Like a Champion or catch the full series available anywhere you get your podcasts. Available everywhere now. Let's ride with Audible. Get in the game. Yep. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. All right. Predictions. We've got two teams that are seven and two in their last nine games <laughs> coming to play each other in Cincinnati. We've got two of the most efficient offenses in the NFL, the Dolphins also in that conversation. And I'm excited to see their test against the San Francisco 49ers this week. But that is a side note. That is a personal bit of intrigue to me because Fred Warner and that Demeco Ryan's 49ers defense could provide a little bit of a blueprint for for Mike McDaniel's offense for AFC teams going into the playoffs here. So I'm interested from that aspect, from a Bengals perspective. But two teams, like I said, seven and two in their last nine. The Bengals 0-2 in their first two, and that is the difference between these teams. Mm-hmm. The Bengals are taking care of business those first two weeks. We'd be talking about two nine and two teams here, but not the world we're living in. And so the Chiefs of here to be better than the Bengals. And a lot of that could be because of those first two weeks. And a lot of that is certainly a, a, a year over year expectation with the chiefs, but the Bengals are getting there too, Jay. And so what do you think? What do you think about this game? I'm going to preface it by saying if, if you wanted to, if you were painting a picture of how the season was going to go and it's easier to do this in hindsight, I think, but overall given appendectomy which was certainly more it ruptured and it was a serious surgery where burrow was barely walking around like barely walking around practice a week afterwards and you know golf carting it and and 
leaning over a little bit and all of those things. I mean, think about that, that like first week of August, that was the case. And um, so he got off to a bit of a slow start. And so, yeah, we picked them against the Steelers. We picked them against those teams, but the slow start for this offense makes sense when you have all the new faces on the offensive line that didn't play. And like I said earlier, you want to play your best at the end of the season. And it isn't the end of the season yet. It's getting there and you want to play close to it now. And I think the Bengals are going to on Sunday. I think they're going to play really well. Uh, They're in a groove. They're confident. The offensive line has certainly got an edge to it, which is going to help. I I don't think that they're going to let Chris Jones wreck the game the way he almost did in the AFC title game. I don't think Burrow's going to lose and get his Burrow nameplate ripped off. You go back and watch that Week 17 game where the Bengals won, and the last time I saw it, it was it was actually at the Combine, Jake. It was on uh, on the screens. I went out to, to get some food, and uh, it was like, my God, he just got hit and hit and hit. It was after a long day of, of working and in the Indianapolis Combine. But the point is, is I don't think that's going to be the case on Sunday. But I don't know if this defense can stop Mahomes consistently. I don't know if they're going to be able to stop Travis Kelsey and then all of these little weapons that are capable of beating you. And so I think this is a slugfest. I think it goes down to the wire. And for the first time this year, I'm picking the Bengals to lose, which a lot of people would call me a homer. Others are going to say, you idiot, you're wrong. The Bengals are going to beat the Chiefs. And they might. would be a, a fun podcast to do afterwards. But I, I'm going to take the Chiefs in this one. It doesn't mean that I'm taking the Chiefs to win long-term. But on Sunday, I think that – is Jamar Chase 100%? I'm not sure. If he was, it would feel a little different, I think. But that's a huge, huge weapon. It's the second-best player on the – maybe third, I guess. I would uh, I would have him ahead of Kelsey and behind both quarterbacks. So there you go. So third. If he's not 100%, it's hard to bank on this offense to do what I, I said, which is outscore the Chiefs. So I think they come close, but I think they come up short 34-31. Bengals fall to, to 7-5 and five on the season. Yeah, and it could certainly go that way. You, you know, it'll it'll depend a little bit on a lot of luck factors. They're, they're huge X factors in this game, which are turnovers, you know, do the DJ reader batted passes this week fall to the ground again, or are they intercepted? Mm-hmm. Do, you, do you have, you know, the, the stuff that we saw with the Bengals Steelers a couple of weeks ago where every bounce seemed to go the Steelers way and, and it didn't matter in the end, but those things could obviously play a huge part in this game. We can't predict those. And, and that's what makes predicting things so challenging, right? Is, is like, you can't predict yeah, Sam Hubbard is going to tip a pass and Logan Wilson is going to pick it off and take it down to the 15 in the third quarter when the Chiefs are ready to go score and take a two-possession lead and instead the Bengals go and tie it up. You can't predict that, right? But but those are things that happen in football games that are incredibly important. And I, I think these teams are very, very close, mm-hmm. especially the way they've both been playing over the last five, six, seven weeks. I think that they're very close. I think that the the secondary for Kansas City is better. And you're right. We don't know where Jamar Chase is. Limited again on Thursday. Keep an eye on his practice status on Friday, even though that'll probably be an even less intense than the already 
no padded practice on Thursday this week. If he's if he's limited, if he's not full go, he was such a key factor in those games against the Chiefs yeah. last year, especially yeah. the regular season game. Obviously, the 266 yard performance, but it's it's such a big factor that we just don't know about right now. And outside of that, you're, you're looking for who's going to make the plays. Is it going to be more Chris Jones or is it going to be more Trey Hendrickson? Is it going to be more Patrick Mahomes? Is it going to be more Joe Burrow? Can the Bengals run the ball against the Chiefs? Is that opportunity there to, to keep Chris Jones and that defense honest? How much can of the, the running Chief, game is an impact on either against the Bengals? Yeah. Right, which I would be more surprised about. But the Bengals certainly are going to sell out in the opposite direction. It, that they did and so the if Titans. they do that, I could see the path where the Chiefs say, okay, we can run it this year. You know? They, they ran it in the first game last year uh, with, with Williams, I think. Uh, which Williams? Damien? Doesn't, yeah, Damien. Daryl. Uh, Daryl? They're both D Darryl. names, and they both played for the Chiefs, Darryl. I think. Yeah, they both did, yep. yeah. Yeah. Uh, but <laughs> they were able to run it in that first game. And, and if... You know, yeah, that's certainly a factor, underrated factor, probably. If they if they get the Bengals out of allocating extra resources and stopping the pass, that that would be that'd be tough for lose guys. Because to me, like that's one of the big advantages they have is they can just sit and nickel the entire game. Sometimes mm-hmm. throw out an extra an extra safety with Dax Hill go to go to dime or throw Trey uh, Trey Flowers out there, put an extra corner out there if they want to. Because you don't want. And I love Mike Hilton. You don't want Mike Hilton on Travis Kelsey. Just giving up too much size, right? And so there will be some interesting matchups there as to how they deal with Travis Kelsey. But to me, one of the the schematic X's and O's advantages for the Bengals in this game is it does seem like they can just stay in nickel the whole game. They don't have to go base against Kansas City's 12 personnel until they're forced to, unless they're forced to. And, And to me, that is something that could help them a little bit to deal with the passing game from the Chiefs. Yeah, a, a sneaky good matchup here is Von Bell versus Juju, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. And Mike Hilton versus Juju, former teammates. Sure. So, and, and they could be matched up with each other a lot, you know, with, with uh, Juju playing the slot some. So we'll see. It seems like in this particular matchup, it's, it's tackling going to be big for the Bengals defense. As we've seen this year, they've been a really good tackling team, but the way Kansas City's evolved their offense to not be so downfield explosive, not going over the top to a Tyree kill, sometimes to a Valdez Scantling, but without Hill, without without uh, Hardman, it, it's more intermediate, it's more catch and run, it's more Andy Reid creativity, Patrick Mahomes creativity. And so obviously a lot of challenges in this game for the defense, but it's going to be fun to watch, I think. I'm, I'm really excited for this game. This is the the most exciting game for this team that they've had so far this year. And I think it's not even particularly close. Maybe the Ravens game uh, before no. that game started, but I, I don't think it's even close. No, it's not. It's not. Heck, I there's uh, there's a lot of excitement. It's a great measuring stick because if if you can if you can beat the Chiefs, you can beat any team. And and the Chiefs should probably feel the same way and they have a chip on their shoulder. And honestly, I like that they admit that. I like that they've had some trash talk this week, even though I think the the Jordan Reed, I'm just kidding, I know it's Justin, hey, look at me getting names wrong. Those comments were silly. It gives a little a heat to it, but it wasn't the Titans all buttoned up. Oh, yeah, we no revenge factor. Damn that. 
you don't want to know what I would want to do if I lost a playoff game the year prior to the locked on insert whatever podcast. All right. It would be war. Okay. And there would be a lot of trash talk and I would want revenge. And it doesn't matter if it's regular season or playoffs or both. So I, I like that the Chiefs have embraced it a little this week. And that, that's, uh, that's a fun storyline, certainly going into this game. And if you're the Bengals and you want to embrace the they've got to play us too, again, finding that chip on their own shoulder, right? Uh, finding that why not us, it is us that they found last year, that, that chip on their own shoulder. This is the first step towards you getting yourself in a position for that first round bye. If you think that's your destiny this year, which is what we were talking about before the season, James, this is the first of six very difficult games. And if they win all of them, that means they've <laughs> beaten the Bills and the Chiefs and the Ravens. That puts the AFC North squarely back in the Bengals' hands and, or or likely in the Bengals' hands anyway. I guess there's still a chance the Ravens can win that tiebreaker. Maybe? No, no. they can't. No. No, because they're even right now. Not, if the Bengals went out, they're yeah. Yeah, they they win the division. They have really good chances at the number one seed. Yeah, and and then you. this is the most optimistic. Go ahead, keep. I, I'm not saying this is happening, but I'm saying if this is who they are, right? If this is who they want to be, and this is what we were talking about before the season, this is where it starts, right? And so that is a challenge ahead of them if they want to meet those goals that, you know, were more our goals for the team. If, before the season started. If they do that, should they new slogan be this is us? That's a TV show, I think. It is. Cool. Shout out to all the families out there listening right now that got that reference. I wasn't I wasn't one of the families, James. Me neither. Don't worry. I haven't watched it. I'm just trying to appeal to everybody. See? Yeah, we got See, it. look at me. Look at me. We got to embrace all the folks in our audience. That's going to do it for this episode of the Lockdown Bengals podcast. We will be back after the game to get you the post-game thoughts, reactions, and more here on the Lockdown Bengals podcast. Until then, enjoy the weekend, enjoy the game, day, and have a good one. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Lockdown podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.